once again to the Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Rubric Hour, brought to you by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California, and online at luckymojo.com. I'm your announcer, Papa News of PapaNews.com in Omaha, Nebraska, and in just a moment, we'll be joined by our co-host, Catherine Ironwood of LuckyMojo.com in Forestville, California, and Conjurman Ali of TheConjurman.com in Mission Viejo, California. This week, we'll be joined by a special guest from the Association of Independent Readers and Root Workers, Co-Meadows of Co-Meadows.com in Auburn, Alabama, bringing us today's topic on cleansing. Afterwards, they'll take your calls and offer advice to address, ameliorate, and remediate your questions and problems about love, money, career, and spiritual protection using traditional African-American folk magic practices of hoodoo, conjure, or root work as divine and prescribed by the greatest spiritual hoodooists of our time. You can learn a lot just by listening, but if you're selected from among those who signed up at the Lucky Mojo Forum, at forum.luckymojo.com and called into the show, then you'll be on the air and receive a free consultation. We'll be going to the phones in just a moment, but first, let's catch up with our co-hosts, Ms. Cat and Contraman Ali. Ms. Cat. Hi, Papa Newt. Hello. So nice to have yeah. you here announcing. I just love your beautiful voice. Oh, thank you. Oh, well, we've had a busy, busy, busy week. And I just want to thank everybody who was so courteous to me uh, last week, uh, Lady Muse and Kondramanali and and, uh, Papa Newt and Nagashiva, for letting me be a guest on my own show last week, announcing the the upcoming Genuine Black and White Magic of Marie Laveau. Um, I'm working right now on um, extra subsidiary free web pages that kind of feed into that book and out of that book because there are so many previously uncredited authors of the book mm. known as Black and White Magic of Marie Laveau, which has existed in six or seven different editions, plus has contained portions abstracted from other books, all of which had their own authors. And I've been able to identify, I believe, every author but one. Um, and that one I only know by initials. But I'm trying to make free web pages about them. I mention them in the book itself. And um, today's big project is Abe Plough. And um, he was a a chemist and a manufacturer in Memphis. He was the inventor of the black and white line of products, black and white soap, black and white bleaching Mm. cream, black and white ointment. And he was also a philanthropist who gave extensively um, to the local Memphis community for the building of schools, for um, um, parks and other projects that made life in Memphis much better for um, people who were moving in from the rural South into the urban South. And he he did a lot. He was known as Mr. Anonymous because he believed in not telling everyone what he did. Mm. So I'm working on a web page about A. Plow, but um, and the reason I mention him is it, one of his books, um, Black and White, Good Luck and Dream Book, is what was the inspiration for our cover, for our edition of Black and White Magic, Marie Laveau, and also one of his books, Black and White Dream Book of 1922, was plagiarized in one of the editions, <laughs> many of the editions <laughs> of Black and White Magic. So I'm just having fun. That's what I've been doing this week, working on a little tribute to Abe Plow, a, um, a philanthropist, uh, the man who uh, created a, a tremendous line of cosmetics, which when I was young gave a lot of hope and heart to people who were working for, as he was working for, um, 
racial equality, equality, mm-hmm. voter registration rights. He was a um, anonymous supporter of the civil rights movement who never wanted his name credited, and it really didn't come out till he died in uh, in his 90s, uh, what he had done. And so he spent money in Memphis, on Memphis, from the people in the South who bought black and white products. Very interesting wow. man. So, yeah, there's going to be a whole page on him. There's also going to be a whole page on, and I've already started that one, on Zora Neale Hurston. Because, believe it or not, Zora Neale Hurston has a fundamental connection to the black and white magic of Marie Laveau. Mm -hmm, And I don't want mm -hmm. to get into it. You read the book and you'll find out what I have to say. But this book is about um, a lot of things, none of which are Marie Laveau. The book never was written by Marie Laveau. But who wrote it and why they wrote it and what they had in mind uh, when they wrote it. I'm just making these web pages now. So that's been my week report. Um, what are you up to, Conjurman Ali? Well, I just want to say um, it is so cool that you are creating these pages and books because you're quite literally recovering the stories and lives of people who've kind of been forgotten by time, right? Mm-hmm. Abe Plow, who did this massive amount of work to, you know, the contributions he's made to his community. I mean, uh, philanthropy, uh, and then time passes, and we kind of forget. Mm-hmm. And Plow, even though he wanted to be Mr. Anonymous, and, and we, in today's era, we go, okay, we, we reap the benefits. We reap mm-hmm. the influence. We reap the impact, mm-hmm. but we don't remember where it came from. So I think this is absolutely awesome and, and so cool, and I look forward to reading um, both the book and, and these pages as they go on. This is, this is the type of stuff that has, I'm totally nerding over it. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I'm very excited about that. Um, on my end, I'm I'm gearing up for the end of the year. I usually do the last two weeks of December are dedicated to kind of doing uh, spiritual work to start the new year, 2019, uh, off well. And it's not it's not just personal work. It's work that I do for clients. It's work that I do for my students, for my apprentices with the House of Kimbanda, um, and we as well as uh, hoodoo and even. Some, some Middle Eastern gin work, really comprehensive of kind of really reinvigorating uh, this kind of spiritual house <laughs> that I have, uh, my roots, if you will, kind of watering those spiritual roots and letting them flourish in, in the new year. And I do this every year, spend the two weeks. So the, the beginning of the, before the two weeks, though, is all the prep work. So I haven't started the spiritual work yet, but it's all about like, do I have the products that I need? Do I have the candles that I'm looking for? Are the altars prepared? Is there food for when all the guests come over? When I have a bunch of my students who who come over and assist me with with this work. So it's it's all the prep work is what I've been doing this past week. It's been a busy work, um, but it's been uh, exciting work. It's all kind of leading up to something. I look forward to starting. Uh, the kind of spiritual work ending 2018, which, whew, what a hell of a year it was. I mean, someone joked the other day that 2018 felt like 10 years because so much happened to do. I mean, we forget the stuff that happened at the beginning of, of the year because of how long of a year it was. And even just the end of it, what a weird way to end the year yet. Two massive earthquakes, Alaska and the Pacific. You have fires. Now you have these rains that have sort of started mudslides. You have the political situation going absolutely crazy. It's been a weird year, and it's ending up being an even weirder end. So I'm looking forward to 2019 and hoping to usher in a good year with some 
spiritual work. That's wonderful. That's really good news. Well, you know, that's one of those things. Every year we can reinvent ourselves and and make each year a better year, and we hope that everybody takes that idea to heart. Whatever whatever this year has brought you, um, carry it forward and, and, um, Mm -hmm. and make the turn of the year um, a real turn for you toward the better. Strengthen yourself and do good. Be kinder. Be stronger. Mm-hmm. Protect yourself more. <laughs> help help Amen others to that. more. Yeah. Amen. I just wanted to say one other thing about about Abe Plow. I just posted this in the chat. Um, uh, I, I wrote he plowed millions of dollars back into the black community that supported his pharmaceutical and cosmetics companies. He also sold to white people too. I'm not saying he did not. But um, but uh, he really made Memphis an economic powerhouse. And uh, when he died, flags were flown at half staff in Memphis. And Whoa. his obituary filled three pages in the Memphis Commercial Appeal. So forgetting this man would be a, a, a mistake. And um, there is his the foundation that he started, the the Plow Fund or Plow Foundation, still exists and still gives out grants. And uh, yeah, he he set this thing to outlast himself, um, wow. and and uh, you know, like I said, his connection to the black and white magic of Marie Laveau is that they that somebody plagiarized his stuff. I just have to laugh. I'm sorry. So I used one of his covers and gave him credit, or whoever he hired. I, I believe the man who did the art might have been a man named George Lee, but I can't prove it. Um, mm. All right. Well, today we have as our guest. Cold Meadows, and our uh, topping is going to be cleansing. So first of all, let me just welcome Co. How are you doing, Co? Today? I am absolutely amazing on this very cold and dreary <laughs> Alabama day. <laughs> well, it's wonderful to have you here again, and every time you show up, you bring a little bit of sunshine and light to us, so... We're having a gray day here. It's um, overcast. It wants to rain, but it just can't get up enough spit to sprinkle. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. The, <laughs> the, 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 the topic is, hey, that's a phrase I learned from an old man named Virgil Ezrick. He has one that. other one thing after another, and I remembered everything that man said. Hilarious. A lot of phrases. Um, all right. Um, so, co. Um, the topic is cleansing, and as usual, I'm going to do a little brief introduction. I think everybody knows what um, cleaning is and what cleansing is. The two words are sometimes used interchangeably. Cleaning um, usually refers to objects, and cleansing usually refers to the self. But we use those terms interchangeably in most folk magic practices, not just in hoodoo. So you might say, I, I cleansed the room as well as cleaned it. In other words, cleaning can sometimes be taken to mean mundane and cleansing can be spiritual, but not necessarily. I've had people to tell me when I did some thing like make goofer dust, you're going to clean yourself off. They didn't say cleanse yourself, clean yourself. So cleaning and cleansing, although maybe different in some um, cultures, in in Hoodoo practice, their words are used somewhat interchangeably, somewhat not. you got to listen for that nuance. Do they mean spiritual? Do they mean mundane? Do they mean both at once? There are many ways to clean and cleanse houses and rooms. There are many ways to clean and cleanse your person. And not all of them 
contrary to what you might think, involve water. So I'm going to turn this over to Co. Take it away. Okay. So that was a beautiful introduction, Ms. Kat. So thank you for that and giving that clear that clarification on cleansing versus cleaning. Um, mm-hmm. So the, the reason why I thought it would be a great opportunity to speak about cleansing um, at this given point in time, you know, Kanjima Ali mentioned, mentioned the very interesting year and even month mm-hmm. that most of us are having. Um, and also, too, I will be going heavier into cleansings and cleanings and those things in March at an event that I'm doing. Um, and I was like, you know what, this would be right on time to, to talk about this, especially the new year coming up. Now, me personally, I prefer to do a lot of cleaning and cleansing in the spring. Mm-hmm. Um more so than the winter because the winter lasts all the way through February, but you know we're 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 sort of caught up on the hey it's the new year let's get things done. So um, the thing that I want to bring about um, talking about cleansing is one thing is periodic cleaning. I'm cleansing um, and and just talking about how a lot of people don't understand why they go through so much mess in their lives, whether it's love or personal or finances, and it's because of the lack of daily release that you must do, which is different mm-hmm. than what you on a monthly release mm-hmm. or cleansing that you may do, which is totally different than what you're going to do at the end of the year for a yearly <laughs> release mm-hmm. and, and those things. So being very clear on 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 why and when is is it okay to do a cleansing. Now some people um get very into, as Ms. Kat mentioned, water. Like water mm-hmm. is the only way to cleanse. And that's so far from the truth. Um mm-hmm. For example, and I and I and I and I recommend this to my clients. If you're an earth sign and you've had a hell of a day, mm-hmm. simply take off your shoes. Mm. Go outside and walk. Mm-hmm. Just go outside and walk, and speak those things, and take deep breaths, and release those things into the earth, so the earth can replenish you. That is a form of cleansing. People, this day and age, also call it grounding, you know. Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. Uh, but honestly, that type of thing um, is is very important to do. And, and that's a daily thing that anybody can do. Well, why would you want to cleanse on a daily basis? Well, say, for example, I am working at a hair salon. Mm-hmm. And I am dealing with multiple people's heads where all of your plan and all of your energy and our shame is, mm-hmm. is and, and, and these are where your thoughts are and your intentions and your motives begin. And just say, for example, everything, every client I have 
they're coming in with something. My husband won't do right. My cats won't eat. My dogs won't sleep. The plants won't grow. <laughs> and it's all of this stuff that's going on to you. And then you get home and you're like, Komodo, the hoodoo queen. You know, I, I told you I wanted some peaceful home. And, and I, I come home and it's nothing but hell. Well, it's nothing but hell because you have came into your house with a whole lot of shit. Mhm. Mhm. I'm gonna oh, I'm gonna break in too. I'm gonna break in here because one person I know who uh, uh, braided hair for a living, and she also did um, readings for people, and she said it's just so awful to come home all entangled from their hair because mm-hmm. she was messing with their hair, and she said I just get tangled up. She'd feel she could feel the energy on her fingers when she came home from mm-hmm. reading. Mm, Absolutely. So before you step into your home, take off your shoes. Don't even step into your yard. Take off Mm -hmm. your shoes and leave that stuff outside of your house. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. then walk in. So um, mentioning that is is really important versus Mm -hmm. like a a monthly cleanse. Um, and, and, and so forth and so on. And then I, and then people can do more research regarding with periodic cleansing. But then another mm-hmm. big thing about cleansing, and any time y'all want to come in and chime in, please do, um, mm-hmm. is the point of when is cleansing necessary. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot mm-hmm. of people feel cleansing is only done when you do spiritual work. That's mm-hmm. like... One of the last things. <laughs> in my book, that's one of the last things. That's so obvious. Of course, you cleanse anytime. Even and and most people have this misconception too. Do cleansings only when you do negative work? No. Mm. You do mm. when you do love work too, because somebody else's paradise is somebody else's hell. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. that's, this is a really good. This is a really important point here. And I think um, it should be highlighted. When you do, whenever I have clients come to me for any type of work that they do, they, whether they're asking about money help or love work or, or anything, I actually always start first with cleansing in some way, shape, or form. Maybe not always, but the majority of the time, I think we start with a cleansing. And the reason I do this is because I was taught that if you're going to do work, attract for positive work for anything, you need to make sure your table is clean first is the way I would Mm -hmm. You need Mm -hmm. to wipe things down so that you can bring in the good. And often I find that when clients have difficulty manifesting, they've been lighting them candles, they've been praying, they've been doing work, but nothing is happening. It's because they're building off of something that's already dirty or messy. In other words, cleansing allows them to have a solid foundation upon which they can build the rest of their work on, whether they're doing love drawing or whether they're doing money drawing or whether they're doing work. This is why on the radio show, while often not, I start most of my work recommendations with some type of bath or some type of cleansing, and that's because that's what I do in my practice. I tell people, okay, let's start by taking away all the bad, right? Or let's start by cleansing everything away. This also Uh helps to deal with the anxiety. Part of this is about when you come to a root worker, you're coming to them in an, often in a state of anxiety. Oh, help me, uh, you know, to, to cite uh, the uh, black and white book of Marie Laveau, as Ms. Cat was talking about, mm-hmm. about the, the, the plea, right? Oh, mother, help me, right? Mm-hmm. Or 
<laughs> and the same oh, thing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I have this issue. I have this issue. Help me get a job. Oh, my lover has left me. The bath not only cleanses, but it puts the mind and the spirit in the right place. Because that state of anxiety is a funky place to do magic in. It's a weird place. You're kind of all over the place. You're, you, this is why people have lightened honey jars and doing these, you know, calling upon the intranquil spirit at the same time because they're all over the place. So you do the bath to kind of go, okay, hold on. Let's cleanse away the negative. Let's pull, put away the anxiety and bring us all down and centered to a clear mind, clear heart, clear, clear soul so we can now build on a solid foundation. So this is why I think bathing is important. And also, as you rightly pointed out, you don't have to be a root worker to do bathing and cleansing work. Not just bathing work, but any cleansing. Most of the people I knew growing up in Virginia who were of the Baptist tradition or who was part of any kind of Christian tradition would not have said that they did hoodoo, but almost all of them knew how to do some type of cleansing when things were wrong in their life. Almost mm-hmm. all of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to, can I, I just want to jump in here for a second too, because I want to affirm what Ali just said. And I have a, you know, me and my little metaphors and especially around cooking. If you had to use the table to, you know, saw some wood and, um, you know, hammer some nails into some boards because you had no workbench, and then you're not going to to bring out dinner onto that table. <laughs> you know what I'm yes, saying? Right. You're going to exactly. clean that table off and put a fresh tablecloth on it, and it will never look like you were doing carpentry on that table. That is so exactly. important when people use one altar space, and many of us do not have the wherewithal to have many fine, fancy altars. We just have one little mm-hmm. bureau or one little table that we use or a mantelpiece. And we're going to be burning some black candles for some help, you know, bound person that we need to send on their way. You've got to wash that surface down and put a nice new little cloth on it before you burn love candles on it. If you're going to use the same surface, don't be putting your nice chinaware out on a dirty table is what I say. So I always say the things to keep around, Chinese mm-hmm. wash is easy oh, yeah. and um, it is a soft um, soap and it, you just put it in water and wipe down. If you have a surface that you don't want to be using a wetting agent on, well, you can use an oil like Van Van, which is basically the same as Chinese wash in an oil. You can also make teas. And um, Shiva is mentioning hyssop, um, 13 herb mm-hmm. bath. There's many of these lemongrass, just straight up lemongrass. Boil it up, mm-hmm. and you can make a wash out of that. These are things to physically clean surfaces before you change up your work. Okay, turn it over to Co now. <laughs> so, um, but, well, two things. Well, one big thing that Pandra Ali mentioned that, you know, you don't have to be a worker to, or mm-hmm. especially like in the African community or even in the African community, you didn't have to be a worker to know certain traditions. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody knew you better not slip, sweep over nobody's feet. Everybody know not mm-hmm. to cross the, the, the pole. Like, and it's, just, and it's, it's a cultural thing, mm-hmm. more so mm-hmm. than a spiritual, magical thing. No, it's a cultural thing. And so, exactly. so people have to understand that it's a part of the culture. Now, mm-hmm. moving more into um, the cleansing, um, this coming up here um, at the Hoodoo Queen Conjure Bed that I'm having, I will be doing um, a community Egg cleansing. Mm-hmm. Okay. And and so people again and, and y'all y'all if anybody has heard me on the radio station, 
from here to Jerusalem, everybody knows that I'm a traditionalist. I don't get really heavy with the glitter and the rainbows and the dandelions and unicorns. I, mm-hmm. I, I really try to speak to what my grandmother has taught or what my great aunt and all of them have, have brought me up doing. And egg cleansings, and um, that is something that we'll be doing at the um, Hoodoo Queen Country Fair. Wait, wait, let me, I, I just got to jump. What's the date for that? The date of the Hoodoo Queen Contrafet is mm-hmm. actually March 9th and 10th, but if you purchase a ticket on any of those days, I'm doing a free day for anybody who wants to on March 8th at the Africatown Cemetery. Speaking of Zora Neale Hurston, who just recently done, um, released a book this past summer about um, the last um, Barracoon, speaking of um, Cujo, um, Cujo yes. Kazula. So anyways, mm-hmm. we're going to be in at his at his grave site, doing ancestral venerations, doing graveyard work and all this stuff. And speaking of cleansing, getting back on topic, sorry about that, getting back on topic, um, cleansings when you are at a funeral or after a funeral, not just when you do graveyard work, but if you are walking into a graveyard and you leave, a cleansing is necessary. So I want to talk about some Mm -hmm. different um, things that you may want to Think about when you want to do cleansing. If you're dealing with people every day um, on a physical level, um, you may want to do some type of cleansing. If you are, um, and this is something that I think is so, so important that people don't get, people who work with children, mm-hmm. um, children who have gone through a lot of trauma that you may not be aware of, it is important, and especially if you are aware, you should be mm-hmm. doing uh, at least a daily cleanse, a weekly cleanse, um, depending on if that's your job, like if you work with child care services or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Those kind of things. Um, and, and thinking about some different ways of cleansing, um, health. People go, well, I need to be in good health. I have all these physical conditions, and I need a a cleansing. Give me a bath. Well, have you thought about cleansing the inside of your body, particular Mm -hmm. tonic and Mm -hmm. detoxing, Mm -hmm. putting potatoes in your socks when you go to sleep or onions in your socks when you go to sleep to draw those things out, okay? Then taking those same things and disposing them at the crossroads is a cleansing. Okay, mm-hmm. you can mm-hmm. also do things like steams um, and, yes. and using scents to smoke out a place or actually your person, your, your actual self. And I believe mm-hmm. on some past radio shows, Conjurman Ali has mentioned mm-hmm. uh, some cleansings like that as well. Could you give people maybe a little bit of, of how that works with, with what you yeah. know? Absolutely. And and thank you for bringing this up because I think when we say cleansing, everyone immediately thinks bath. And and that's not necessarily true. In fact, depending on what you're cleansing for, there's a variety of ways that you can cleanse. Um, And I think at the end, we're going to have a really cool free spell by by Code Meadows that's going to highlight the cleansing is done in different ways. Um, But one one of the ways is via incense. And I've recommended this particularly when someone has put a sneaky trick in the house 
right, and you can't locate it or, or you can't find it, uh, or someone has, has done some, put down some serious roots, you can do a cleansing with incense in which you smoke the house with jinx killer, uncrossing, and you smoke the house letting it get into any crevice, but you can also smoke yourself, placing the censer or the thurible on the floor, putting a chair in front of it, then taking some type of blanket and kind of covering it so that you create a little kind of structure that allows all the smoke to waft up to kind of every crevice in your body, and then you throw this open, throw open the blanket, stand up, and take the ashes outside of your home. And this is a really powerful way of really kind of energetically, spiritually shifting the crossing work. But another way that's really popular when I was growing up and is done kind of a quick way, particularly because you mentioned trauma, this was always done whenever people entangled with people who had, quote-unquote, a mess. If they met people, people whose lives were believed to be messy or a mess, who has got who had too much going on, they would say these people are a mess. You got to cut that mess off of you. And so people would use knives and scissors. And you'd be very carefully. Mm-hmm. You just take the knife and you would kind of lightly over your body, more often not, not even touching. And then in the other instance, it was very intense. You would make cutting motions with the knife around you, as if you were mm-hmm. cutting away any kind of thread that would be around. And if people didn't use a knife, they used scissors. They would, and it was always you opened up the scissors so that you it made the little uh, X, and then you would lightly brush it over yourself, being very careful, um, or other people would use it to literally cut the air around. And those are two very different ways of doing cleansings that don't even involve baths or waters. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to put. I'm going to throw another one. Brooms. Can I just? I just got to jump in. Oh, brooms. Yes, we haven't brooms. mentioned brooms yet. Okay. Mm-hmm. So this is very, very African uh, in its origin. And I I just got to say that this appears in many other parts of African-American culture, the idea of Mm -hmm. see that my grave is kept clean. There literally is a tradition of sweeping graves and not having them all grown over with rose bushes that comes out of Africa. Different um, African-American cultures have preserved that or gone more toward the English romantic vining, twining, weeping, willow-type graves. But Mm -hmm. they're, they're kind of different styles. So... Use of the broom spiritually to clean off a grave. Use of the mm-hmm. of the broom to clean out the house. Use of the broom to clean out the house regularly. Broom straws put in Chinese wash. And the old, old statement, and this is so commonly taught, when you move from one house to another, leave that old mm-hmm. broom behind. Do mm-hmm. not... Yes. Do not take that old broom to your new house. Buy a new broom and sweep your new house with your new broom to clean your house. And we even have that phrase in English, um, and it does. That one is a very well-known idea. A new yep. broom sweeps clean. Right? Yeah, but I want to ask you about because you brought up brooms. Um, my experience with brooms: if you ever came across any type of roots that were laid down or mess or someone had broken an egg on your door or anyone had uh, uh, mm-hmm. broken a bottle. Wasn't it always a broom that you were told? To clean? You're not supposed to actually pick it up. You're not supposed to put gloves. You're not supposed to use paper towels. It was a broom. You brush it. But not a mop either. Yeah, kill. no, it's a broom. you got to sweep it away. Exactly. I believe that the broom is actually has a sacred female... A yes. role in African magic, if you see what I'm saying. Yeah, um, yeah. It, it's something that it will, I mean, the broom is like a power, uh, you know, it's very powerful. We see that also among 
um, Scandinavian, Scottish, English, and Irish witches, too. The broom is a symbol mm-hmm, of feminine mm-hmm. power and is also used, but it's used even more in African-American culture as, um, you know, it's just very, very powerful. A woman sweeping a man out of a house with a broom. You see that image drawn a, a lot. And the broom really can be wielded by a woman, or, I mean, of course, a man could, too, but it has that idea of a female power, which is mm-hmm. the broom. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So true. In fact, it was a, a, an old kind of tradition was if you had a bad guest that had come and stayed and hung out at your place, when they left, you brush with the broom on the doorstep, brushing away mm-hmm. their footprints so that they wouldn't come back. Mm-hmm. Or turn the turn the broom upside down in the kitchen, and some say salt the broom, exactly. or put a little a little hot foot dust or whatever getaway dust on the broom, and then when they leave, then you brush behind them with the broom when they don't see you. That's that's oh, to keep them that. away. That cleans them out. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. So um, I was mentioning you know the egg cleansing earlier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know like passing particular objects over you. Um, is also a form of cleansing. And mm-hmm. I, like I said, I know working eggs. I also know working mm-hmm. chickens and hens, um, oh, yeah, yeah. you know, over the body as well as a way of cleansing. And I do know that this is um, something that you'll find in the African tradition, but, Ms. Kat, if I'm not mistaken, isn't this also a Jewish tradition as well and, and maybe a different form? or Well, yes, with yes, using chickens as, as cleansing is Jewish, but then there's this whole issue of how African is Jewish. You know what I'm saying? If you... Yeah. If you if you look at the map, you'd see that Jews are pretty African. I mean, it's North African, but yeah, it is, yeah. and Northeastern African. And there's also um, um, a lot of stuff with the idea of um, with the egg. You'll also find that around North Africa and into the Mediterranean, yeah. and therefore it came into Portugal and Spain across from like at the Gibraltar. And then we find yeah. all of these people who are. Um, Mexican and Central American who think of it as a Spanish thing uh, or Portuguese to cleanse with an egg. But it really actually comes from Africa, especially North Africa. And it's a, mm-hmm. it's a very ancient, ancient um, thing to do is to, to, to cleanse with an egg. Rolling the yeah. egg over your body. Um, oh, my, I remember some very, very intense sessions where somebody needed an egg rolled over the body and Oh, the egg broke, you know, and yes. now you've got egg all over yourself, and you know this person is in deep, deep dirt. <laughs> you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? And sometimes yeah. when you roll an egg up and down somebody, you'll find um, where they have either a prior injury that has still has an energetic um, problem, or I'm mm-hmm. not. I'm not going to uh, lie. I have found undiagnosed diseases by that egg will break. Right where oh, yeah. where they have a problem, okay. Yeah, and I've seen it happen. It, yeah. it can be if you're a, if you're a, a healer and a cleanser, and like you're rolling an egg on somebody's kidney, and all of a sudden the egg breaks. Well, of course you can apologize. Oh my God, the egg broke. But actually, you've got to take a note of where that egg broke because exactly. that means the egg was so loaded, so loaded with negativity, it couldn't hold it. It just exploded in your hand, and there's really. It's not poor handling. It's just too much negativity. So egg cleansing yeah. is very powerful. 
very powerful, very effective, and it has that divinatory mm-hmm. component built right mm-hmm. in. Uh, not as mm-hmm. common, but also something that I saw growing up was the laying of hands for cleansing work. You don't see it that much anymore, and even when I was growing up, only certain people did it, and the people who did were experts. So up until now, we've talked about cleansings that kind of anybody can do, but the laying on hands that I saw was always done by someone who was believed yeah, to that is anointed a touch here. of spirit. Sorry. Yeah, they were anointed. They themselves could do it. Not anyone else could do it. And they would use, sometimes it was tied to some form of massage or kind of physical therapy where they would lay hands and actually manipulate the body. And other times it would just, they would brush and pray over someone and then anoint them with oil. This was almost always done by some type of expert, not like an ordinary person. Though occasionally uh, grandmothers would do this with their uh, grandchildren. Uh, really kind of, um, if they were sick or they were ill, they would rub the head and pray over and lay hands in that way. Yeah, uh, professionals and grandmothers, that was a great way. <laughs> that is really yeah. true. Prof- right. And also I would say anointed prayer cloths are used that yes. way as well. Yes. Um, and that's another way to cleanse um, in um, in emulation of Jesus who cast out spirits. Um mm-hmm. And that is uh, to uh, that because if you remember the story of the person with the unclean spirit, and an mm-hmm. unclean spirit is a very interesting problem. Uh, yes. You could take a, um, a an attitude toward that that only the experts really would be casting out unclean spirits, but that is a form of cleansing as well. Mm, it is. It is, mm-hmm. and tied very very much with the idea of. Uh, removing illnesses and certain type of things mm-hmm. stubbornly stick to someone, right? Ooh, mm-hmm. they've got a, they've got some type of evil mess inside of them, some type of evil spirit that they can't get well over whatever it is. Sometimes, usually associated with some type of addiction. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and mental illness. Other very, some other um, easy ways of cleansing. If you walk into a space of negativity, mm-hmm. walk out of that space in reverse. Never walk oh, yeah. out. Yes. Just straight out. Walk in reverse. So if you're in a space and it doesn't feel right mm-hmm. and you want to keep stuff off of you, walk out in reverse. Just some, some easy traditions that people can do. That's, I love that. Yes. All right. Well, that was a good one to end this on because we're walking out of that segment. <laughs> and that was our little bumper music. So we're going to turn this over to Papa Newt. Now we're going to do a, a reading and we're going to have um, – I'm going to do a reading, Co is going to do a reading, and then Conjurman Ali is going to give some root work advice to our first client. The Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Root Work Hour with your hosts, Catherine Ironwood and Conjurman Ali, and this week's special guest, Co Meadows, will be right back. We'll be taking calls from our listeners, answering their questions through spiritual divination, and prescribing down-home conjure remedies and remediation. Our calling clients are selected from among those who have filled out a short questionnaire at the Lucky Mojo Forum at forum.luckymojo.com. You can listen to the show online through Blog Talk Radio or via telephone by dialing 818-394-8535. If you filled out a client questionnaire at the form, please dial in now to 818-394-8535 and press 1 to let us know that you're available to be on the air. We will select callers by their area code, and if your area code is announced, we'd like you to say hello and let me, your announcer, Papa Newt, read a brief description of your situation before turning it over to our host. Now it's time to go to the phones and take our first caller, and our first caller is calling in from area code 
707 in Santa Rosa. This is Pretty uh, Poison. Pretty Poison, are you there? Yes, I am. Hello, I see this is your first time calling into the show, so welcome, and thank you for entrusting us with your situation tonight. Oh, thank you for having me. It's great to have you here. Now, I do see that you actually did have a reading with Ms. Kat on this particular situation actually just a couple of days ago on the 7th of December. Is that correct? Yes, I've had one with Miss Elvira in Phoenix as well. Oh, yes, I do see that information too. Thank you. And she writes, husband of almost 30 years, had an emotional affair and fell in love with another woman. No sex. I'm hoping to salvage our marriage and to see if he will fall back in love with me. I know there is, uh, there is love there. I need to know if he will love me as a partner, spouse, soulmate, and love uh, of his life again. I love this man with all my heart, and I've hurt him deeply, which caused him to seek support elsewhere. Bring it back to you, Ms. Kat. All right. Well, hi, Pretty Poison. Um, hi. Nice to hear your voice again. Um, Thank you. And um, I'm going to give the, the listeners a little background on this. Mm. Um, um, I have, uh, she's local to me, and I have uh, did a consultation with her, and I had recommended to her that she work with Psalms 45, um, mm, and I even one. made her this morning, <laughs> right after I had my coffee, um, and I hope you like it, um, a special of the oil of gladness from Psalms 45. So, oh, wow. um so we are working together on this, but now she wants a reading to see if he will still love. Because we had done a consultation on what can we do. Now we're mm. going to say, will he still love? Okay, and um, will the will the work be successful? So I'm going to do a quick um, thing. We know that he did not have sex with the other lady. It was um as she said, an emotional affair. It never went anywhere, but it led to, of course, a lot of bad words, harsh feelings, and um, uh, tears were shed, okay? Mm. <laughs> so, yes. as might be expected. So let's see, can the love come back again? All uh, right. Can you also the zodiac signs, Ms. Kat? Oh, good question, because I already knew all that. I'm so sorry. Pretty yeah. Poison, what is your zodiac sign? I'm Cancer. She's a Cancer. And what sign is he? Libra. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. And those are square. And um, there's been a lot of tears shed by Pretty Poison. And um, there's a lot of indecision, a lot of indecision um, yeah. by the Libra. Right? Yeah. You get it. Yeah. We still live together. We still live together. We still share a bed. We're still affectionate with each other. It's just not the same. He's still got a foot in and a foot out, but there are times where I know things are going to be okay and other times where I just don't know. Right. All right. So what we're going to do is a reading now. Yeah. All right. So um, the first card I have is the High Priestess. Now, well, that could be only two of our three uh, people here today. That could either be me or Co. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) because it's a it's a very queenly lady, um, and um, and Co is the hoodoo queen, and I'm just um, just happy enough to be the the wise woman. 
So this says you've brought your question to the right place, but you also need mm-hmm. to do some growing up because this is one of those cards, when you read it for a woman, it it does say this could be you, but very often it means listen to your old card reader. If your old card reader tells mm-hmm. you what to do, you better do it. So mm-hmm. this is a, mm-hmm. a lady who sits in front of um, a screen on which are the pomegranates bursting open with seed, and um, they form a, the the pattern called the tree of life. And um, she is multicultural. She has on a Egyptian a crown with triple moon on it. She has a Christian cross on her bosom. She has the Torah of the Jewish law in her lap and the crescent moon of Islam at her feet. She's pretty much what we were saying before. She's pretty much got North Africa covered here. And she's between two pillars, marked B and J, um, which are the names of the Boaz and Yahin, which are the names of the pillars in front of King Solomon's temple. And she represents the Queen of Sheba, or King Solomon's African queen. And so she is sometimes considered to be a bit of an exotic lady, a psychic lady, a wise lady, and a lady who may be from another culture than the client. So this I don't identify this too much as you. I see this as us telling you what to do. And what you need to do is show all the beauty that you have, use all the, the wisdom that you've been given, and pomegranates, I'm just going to say, Ali, could you just keep those pomegranates in your mind? Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I have a feeling that feeding him pomegranates yes. and or, and or mm, you know, if something red mm-hmm. is going to be indicated you. here. Right? I got you. Oh, right. Yeah. Okay. Now the, now, the lady has already purchased oil of gladness from Psalms 45, and... Um, it is an interesting psalm because it's the only truly erotic psalm, and it has a lot in common with the Song of Solomon. I don't know if David wrote it or if Solomon wrote it, but somebody wrote it who certainly had a an interesting view on sex, and that psalm is about sex. Okay, uh, next card is a card that says you're not going to solve this right away. There is some, some a little bit of um problem still going on, but if you just... Take it slow and easy, you will get where you're going. Because the next card is called the Chariot. And the Chariot is a card of a beautiful man with a star on his head and bay leaf laurels on wreath. And he's got a chariot. He's got stars all over it. He's got the moons again. So we have moon in both of these cards. And he also has a lot of blue and white, just like the high priestess does. He also has the sun um, with wings on it. And he has two sphinxes ready to pull his chariot, but they're not hooked up. So it's going to take some little bit of time. This card is associated with your sign, Cancer. And it says that the delay is going to be very difficult for you. There is a delay. There is a... um, you know, you just want it to be fixed right away, and it's not being fixed right away. But this card, I have a gospel song for every card, and this card is the one I always sing that old psalm, We've Come This Far by Faith and uh, Leaning on the Lord. This is a card of delay, but if you have faith, you will get there. The the, the harnesses will be put on the sphinxes, and you will move forward. You've already made some changes. You've moved beyond this little walled town. You've moved beyond that walled town across a river. You're into that next part of life. You can do it, but there'd be be careful 
that you don't lose faith because faith is what's so important with the card of the chariot. It's just an important thing to remember to always work to get the two of you hooked up, rebonded. Re- everything you do, every touch, every gesture, every word, you should remember that time is moving forward. Y'all been married 30 years. You can do it. It's just going to be not as easy as you thought, but it's not going to be over. This is. It just says this is a, a card of faith. You've come this far by faith, okay? Mm-hmm. Trusting. Trusting in his every word, okay? Just do that, all right? Okay. Now, oh, and well. then the third, the third card is a very good card. So it says, to me, there is a way forward from this terrible tragedy with this awful break in the marriage that happened. It is possible to to get better and that third card is the ace of cups and the ace of cups is a card that shows the hand of god holding a big cup a golden goblet and a dove the holy spirit flying down into it with the little disc of the host and the water is overflowing from the cup like a fountain and this refers to psalms um 23 my cup runneth over and so it the water flows over and around the hand of God and down into a little pool of water lilies. And water lilies always represent peace, peace, beautiful, transcendental tranquility and meditation. So this says that that, that it would be a good thing. And by the way, this is another image on this card that has a slight sexual component to it because what is this dove doing flying down into this cup? It, it has a little bit of a... Mm, something going on there. Um, but it's really spiritual more than sexual. And it does say that the gifts of the Spirit are to be given. And now, if I look at these three cards together, and you don't probably have the same deck I do, and I know Code is not, but I do know that Ollie does, and some of you all following along the radio show, you lay out those three cards in the Rider Waite Smith, and what you see is a very interesting limited color palette. Everything on these cards is blue, gray, white, black, and little dots of red on some of them. So there is these cards are very much about these particular colors, and it's a kind of a cyan blue, sky blue, a beautiful yellow, and then gray, and then these little bits of red. Those colors just pop out. I mean, to have three cards that just are like... um. Oh, it's just like a little comic strip that was all colored in those colors. And when I see that, I think it's going to have a meaning. Um, And I would like that meaning to be that you consider that what you do and what you make and what you have around the house, blue for calmness, gray for, you know, peace, and then these, these little bits of red, red roofs and the little red pomegranate seeds, and there's the little pink water lilies, a little bit of sparkle in the life. And then that yellow is new opportunities. And these colors are so calling out to me. Um, But then I'm an artist, and that's how I see things. There's also a little bit of green on the palm trees and the bay leaves and the leaves of the lotus flowers. So, yeah, that's what I see, and that's how I see it. And I'm sorry I I took a little long, but um, let me turn this over to Ko. Okay. Thank you, Miss Kat. So I am using, I'm going to give you a very quick answer with using playing cards. 
But then I am also using my personal deck of the Essence of the Queen Oracle, which is very straight-to-the-point kind of deal. When you ask the question that you have, you know, is the love still there? Is it going to be there, all of those questions? When I look at the cards, the answer is a clear yes, okay? So it's a clear yes, but it does show a little bit of um, a little bit of a setback um, in 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 your situation. It's a little bit of conflict. But when I look at the essence of the Queen Oracle, the first card I get is the card of the King's Crown in reverse. The card of the King's Crown in reverse says that this male, this individual, your king. Um, isn't wearing the crown of his kingdom, meaning he's not taking care of the responsibilities that you may like or that you may want, which says he's he, he deserves and y'all deserve to have those great, wonderful things, but he has to mature. He has to be ready, okay? Mm-hmm. The next yeah. card is the card of the queen's moon. The card of the queen's moon is in reverse. The card of the queen's moon is the dark moon, which was yesterday, the, 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 the new moon. This is a moon that speaks of, believe it or not, sexual rituals and tension and all those different situations. But it also gives us a timeline. So if there is a timeline where you want to see results or there's timelines where you need answers or if you are wondering when is this going to come about, Whenever it's going to come about, it will be on or near the new moon. But sexual um, tension, um, sex rituals, those kind of things, sex magic is what you're mm-hmm. going to want to also look into. Mm-hmm. The um, next card we have is a card of the buzzard in reverse. The card of the buzzard in reverse is a card um, that is originated with the ideas of the Gullah Geechee people, um, of the Carolinas of a buzzer dance, which speaks of um, things that are dead, let them stay dead. However, the buzzer's in reverse, so it says that things are not dead. Things are still alive, and things are going to mm-hmm. be alive even in the future. The last card that I have is a card of the weather rope, and the card of the weather rope is a card of stress, a card of burden, a card of a breaking point. And this is a card that I really think that represents you and a card that tells me to advise you, stop holding on to bad moments. You can't hold on to bad moments, okay? Meaning if you hold on to this bad moment on Monday and you hold on to it all the way to Sunday, now you've had a bad week. No, when there's a bad situation go along, don't think, oh, my gosh, it's not working out. Just take that bad moment for what it is, release it, do some of the cleansing that we mentioned today, release it, and, and move forward and look to your faith in knowing that all is already done and all is all right. That's my reading. Wow. Now, when you said the sexual rituals, how do, what uh, that, does wait, that well, mean? Okay, ma'am. Ma'am. He did a reading. Now we're going to go to Ali for your yeah. uh, root work. Oh, okay. Oh, great. So yeah. you got three parts here. Let it flow. Go ahead, Ali. Thanks. Thanks, Kat, and thanks, Cometa. Both of you are extra psychic today. You've predicted my uh, recommendations actually far in advance. Um, <laughs> first, I'm going to say something to you here. Uh, pretty poison. You heard him. 
but he also hurt you, and that's important to remember that your hurt here matters as well. No one forced him to do what he did, and that's important yeah. to recognize. Even though the hurt words were said, that's good that you're seeking forgiveness and healing, but it also means forgiveness and healing for yourself as well. Uh, you can't put all the burden on, on yourself and assume that you caused this. People make their own decisions, and that's important to remember. Uh, he's Venusian, right? He's a Libra, so sex and beauty are going to be the key to drawing him back, and you are in good hands with Miss Cat, who is a Taurus, also ruled by Venus. She knows this work better than anybody, and I think that you're, you'll follow her directions and you'll be good. The only recommendations I have are going to help to kind of complement, and Miss Cat, as your root worker and your uh, reader, will decide whether she wants to go into these routes or alter them in whichever way she wants. That very first card, High Priestess, that's her, so listen to her. First, when you get that oil, that's some good oil. Touch him with that oil. Any type of rub is going to be good, um, but a few drops in a joint bath that you can relax in and have a conversation, also very useful. Always talk without expectation uh, or judgment, and that's important for honest communication. But what I really want you to do is two parts, and one is a fascinating mirror. A fascinating mirror is a mirror that mesmerizes. This is where the sex magic and where the moon come in very strongly. There was a moon throughout your reading. Find a mirror that sticks out to you, something that you can hang. It could be small or big, just a personal mirror that you can put up. Keep this covered until the full moon. I like to do this work with the full moon myself, uh, and it also is tied very much to your uh, sign as a zodiac. Crush some pomegranates and mix in your menstrual blood. Write out Psalm 45 on the mirror with it. It's not going to come out perfect. It's all right. The pomegranate juice is not, it's, it's just juice. You're writing it out with your intent. You write that out, then wash it off with a tea made from lovage, catnip, magnolia, rose petals, and rosemary. Anoint this mirror with the oil of gladness on the rim or whatever the wooden part around the mirror is, and let this dry in the moonlight overnight. Hang this up facing your bed so that it captures you two being intimate with one another. When you two have sex, gather the joint sexual fluid and anoint the wood of the mirror. This will capture the love that you guys have on your bed and it will reflect it back on you. Whenever you feel he's distanced, you can speak to him directly through that mirror. Now, the rest of the pomegranate juice that has your menstrual blood in him Feed it to him as a juice. You can put it into your cooking, you can put it into your food, or you can give it to him as like a breakfast juice. You should also include kind of pomegranate seeds with your sexual fluids on it in your cooking for the next month or so. Don't do it every night because you go, what the hell, why are we constantly eating pomegranates? But just a little bit of pomegranates <laughs> in your cooking or leaving it out as a fruit that he can kind of spoon up and eat is going to be great. So that's my recommendation here. Um, but you are in good hands with Miss Cat, and I think she can, she can help restore this to the, you know, the happiness that it was. So what wow. if I don't have my menstrual anymore? Oh, well, if you don't have menstrual, just use the pomegranate juice and just a little touch of your own sexual fluids. doesn't exactly. matter okay. if it's menstrual or not. Pomegranate juice will cover for that. I also have to say here that um, among my people, the Jews, the ability to open a pomegranate and extract all the seeds without breaking any is considered a an act of um, sexual seduction and you mm-hmm. those pom- if you had to if there are broken pomegranate seeds and there's goo and you get it all over your hand you didn't you're not a really good sex person <laughs> it's mm-hmm. funny it's just one of those things you're supposed to be able to do it just right yes. and very often among my people men will break open a pomegranate 
and staring at the lady in the eyes, and I've had this done by more than one friend here, including a husband, and including two husbands, and they look at you and they lay out that little bowl of pomegranates for you, and they say, here you go, dear. It's pretty intense. All right. We got <laughs> Thank you very much for uh, trusting us, and now back to Papa Newt. Support for this program is provided by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California, and, on, and located online at luckymojo.com, and by the Association of Independent Readers and Reworkers, AIR, a directory of ethical and authentic conjure practitioners located online at readersandreworkers.org, and by the Crystal Silence League, a free online prayer service of the Association of Independent Spiritual Churches located online at crystalsilenceleague.org. Now it's time to go to the phones and take our next client. And our next client is calling from area code 256 in Alabama. This is Marie. Marie, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Hi, welcome to the show. Can I see you this is me? your first time calling okay. in. Oh, we can hear you fine. Welcome. Yes. Now okay. I see uh, you have not had any private readings with Ms. Cat or Conjurement Lee and have not gone to any other readers and reworkers on this particular situation. Is that correct? That is correct. (laughs) Thank you. And she writes, please help me. I'm in the middle of breaking up with my boyfriend, and although I'm strong and confident, I want to be free from my habit to take take care of him. I I no longer wish to be responsible for his well-being or the business he conducts. Back to you, Ms. Cat. All right. Well, first thing, and uh, uh, Cali Mojo Girl said she could just drive and see Co in person. <laughs> and mm-hmm. I said yes, and she said I would. You know, if you're in Alabama and Co's in Alabama, I mean, it's a big state, but it's not that big. Um, so Co may have a client right there. Uh, yeah. So, um, so uh, Mari, what? is your sign of the zodiac Pisces and um and what is his sign the man that you're breaking up with Scorpio Okay all right Oh wow Oh wow That's a difficult yeah. one for the Pisces because the Scorpio has yeah. a whole uh, yes. a whole lot more power than a Pisces power has beauty imagination artistry song yeah. A fantastic romanticism, and Scorpio is just there <laughs> holding on. Okay, turning it over to Ollie. Yeah, thanks, Kat. Uh, I'm going to say here, last caller, I talked about a fascinating mirror. The, the Scorpios are fascinating mirrors. They have <laughs> the same effect that that mirror that I, I recommended for a client. Scorpios have that kind of naturally. They are just people that are magnetic and fascinating. Their eyes more often than not are often talked about in that way. Uh, they have almost a hypnotic uh, look to them. But the combination of a Pisces and a Scorpio in particular, both are water signs. And they, uh, more, I have found uh, many years doing astrology readings and, and readings for clients that they usually uh, encourage some form of addiction with one another. Either there's a codependency or there's an emotional addiction uh, or there's a literal drinking addiction. They're usually heavy drinkers or heavy drug users. That combination does that. They, they, de- they dive deep into the depth. And so while that might not be the case with you, you, might not, you guys might not drink or have alcohol problems, or maybe you do, who knows. But there is an emotional component there, the ability of the Scorpio to really go deep with the Pisces here. So this is, this is important to recognize, that yes, you are a strong 
woman, but there is a, a deep uh, a kind of watery connection between the two, a depth there, and that's going to be difficult. Uh, this is You should treat this not just as we're breaking up, but you actually, I mean, you say, I'm breaking the habit. That's a very interesting phrasing to say <laughs> talking about a breakup. That re- that recognizes that there is a sort of almost addiction quality or addictiveness quality or a habit, habitual quality there between the two of you. And this is reflected in my reading. The very first card that I have is the Eight of Swords. This is a woman who is bound and blindfolded, surrounded by eight swords on a swampy land, precariously perched over water. No matter which way you turn, this is going to be painful, and you need to remember that. And that part of this is being by being forewarned, you can be forearmed that this will be painful. It will not be a smooth transition, and that's okay. Do not shy away from that. Do not let the pain cripple you or paralyze you. Recognize that this is going to take a bit of untangling, of walking gingerly and carefully as you extricate yourself from this difficult position. And you will need help, and that's important to remember also. This is why I think Miss Cat's recommendation of visiting Co Meadows is a good one here. Um, the next card is the Hanged Man, yet further binding. This is going to take a while. I, I predict that they we're looking at several months worth of work before you're finally able to kind of uh, uh, remove yourself from this situation and fully untangle your life from him. But it will not come without sacrifice. And be aware of that, that you may have to give something up, um, that you may have to acknowledge that you are giving something up. And that may just be your love and affection for this person, or it may just be uh, some part of your life that they are deeply entangled with. You need to give that up and be willing to make that sacrifice if you are to be free. And the final card is strength, and that is the hope within this kind of rather uh, tricky reading here. You will be victorious. You will be successful. You have to dig deep within yourself. This is not about physical strength, but spiritual strength. This is a woman, beautiful woman, who is able to tame a beast. And if you look at her, she's not struggling. She's not fighting. She's able to tame this beast with the strength that she projects outward while there is an infinity symbol above her head. Forbearance, temperance, patience, uh, all of these are going to be needed in order for you to be successful. Call upon powerful female allies like your ancestors. Call upon powerful female ancestors within your line to come forth and give you the spiritual strength you need in order to move on from this situation. Also, look to a root worker. I think Cometos would be the right person to work in this regard with you, but to help build the strength. A lot of kind of crucible of courage work. Queen Elizabeth is something that I see very strongly as, as uh, something that you should consider getting and cultivating and working with to help you through this process. That's what my reading says here. It warns of a very difficult, dangerous, and long-winded road that will require sacrifice on your part that will be painful, but that at the end of which you will be victorious and you will be successful in freeing yourself from this situation. I'm going to turn this over to Comb Meadows, who's going to do your next reading, and then we'll have Ms. Cat give you a root work recommendation. Okay, so as I did the last reading, I'm going to give you a very quick answer to whether or not this is something you can get through and something that you're going to get through. 
with the playing cards that I have here, if they clear yes, you get yeses across the board. Um, that this is definitely something that you will get over and get through. When I look at the essence of the Queen Oracle, the first card I get is the card of the chameleon in reverse. The card of the chameleon in reverse is a card that speaks about truth. Now, this is something that most people know about me and most of my clients know is if you are in a space of healing, there is no true healing without truth. And this is where that pain comes in that Conjurman Ali mentioned. It is looking truth in the mouth and accepting it and swallowing that pill. Um, that is that is a, a big part that we're going to have to do. So it's, it's going to be really helping you to release a lot of these ideas that you are responsible and that you have to be the one that do this, that, and the third. But truth is a big part of your healing and your, and your movement. The next card that I get is the card of the boat. All right, the boat. The boat is the card that talks about growth. It talks about transition. It talks about change, okay? So it says that growth, that change, that transition, that elevation, um, all of those things are here and it's present and that you will be moving into that direction. The next card we get is the card of rosehip, okay? The card of rosehip. The card of Rosehip is a card in this deck that really speaks on high emotion, a lot of feelings. So, again, like Conjurman Ali mentioned, this could be an emotional um, addiction or attachment that you have, but the emotions and the feelings is what's really going to um, play a factor in your in your. Um, movement from this. The last card that you get here is a card of Grigri. Grigri is a form of magic. Now, people now call Grigri packets or mojo hands Grigri, but Grigri is actually a form of magic. When you get the card of Grigri that comes up, it says that root work, spiritual work, must be done. That you do need some form of spiritual working to help you get through this. And the way that I'm getting it right now, um, through an ancestor that is coming through, which is a woman, and I don't know if this, the woman, she mentions the month of November, so I don't know if November is significant to you in any other way, um, but she mentions the month of November, so either she died or transitioned this month. But she mentions that the rituals and things that you need are going to be more, the same way you made these habits are the same way, will be the same way you have to break these habits. And that's the reading that I have. Mm. Thank you. Okay. So I'm going to um, go with what was said. And I'm going to, um, we talked about cleansing, and I'm going to give you um a couple of ideas here. And um, Grigri is an interesting word. It, it literally in, you know, Bantu African languages, it it, tend, it just means um, an amulet, a package amulet. It's equated to a mojo, the, uh, but it also can mean magic in general, as Co as said. But I'm going to start with um, cleansing. I'm going to start with the idea that you should get some walnuts. Nine 
walnuts. You can get them at the grocery store. You can get black walnuts that have their husks on them. And I want you to boil those nine walnuts, whether they come from the grocery or whether you get wild walnuts. And I want you to boil them in water. And I want you to make a bath. It'll be brown colored because walnuts make a brown dye. And um, and walnuts are a magical magical nut. They're very good for you. They have anti-tumor properties and anti-growth properties because walnuts actually secrete plant hormones that cause other plants to not be able to grow under them. And so walnuts are used to cut off emotional ties. They also, if you eat walnuts every day, it's supposed to keep your health up and prevent cancer. Just saying. And uh, I think that your connection Mm -hmm. to this man has assumed a bit of of a of a parasitic nature. So eat walnuts, yeah. but I want you to boil those walnuts in water, nine walnuts, and I want you to bathe in that water. Bathe from the head on down, and um, you don't have to wet your hair. If it's if you don't want to wet your hair, that doesn't, it's not necessary, but you can start with your uh, face and hands, and you can just um, go down your body. Cross your hands over your body, uh, like an X with your left hand on your right shoulder, your right hand on your left shoulder, and pour the water, and then sort of sweep it away and do that three times. Remove this feeling from me. Remove this time from me. Remove this from me. And then go down your legs, and then end by going down the soles of your feet from the heel to the toe. And uh, you can let the water run down the drain. You can do it outdoors if, if you want to in the night, barefooted. That's how I like to do it. Um, but everyone has their own way of taking a black walnut bath. That is a good bath to just simply cleanse off of yourself all of the stuff that this person has connected to you. You might have to do that bath three times. If it doesn't work for you the first time, try it again. In between, what I like to say to people who are really stuck, and I believe you to, from these cards, you are really stuck, you might want to do a black walnut bath and then a lemon juice bath and then another black walnut bath and then a lemon juice bath and then a black walnut bath and then a lemon juice bath. Now we've gotten up to six baths. But really, seriously, if you do that uh, for six days on the seventh day, you'll be ready just to... um, just um, wash yourself and you'll be clean, 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 light a little candle and say, let me go forward. The lemon bath, lemon juice bath, you take some lemon, people say it was just lemon juice and a little salt, but I like to actually just use the actual lemons, cut the lemon in half and just literally be squeezing and scrubbing myself with that lemon, half of it and then the other half, and with a little salt on it and then wash it off. It's rough on you. It is rough. It cleanses away. Um, and and Naga Shiva in the chat room says, and block him on Facebook. <laughs> now, oh, Kali, yeah. Mojo girl, Kali Mojo Girl says, um, what, I, what I often recommend, too, is get rid of things in the house that's connected to the gentleman. Keep no memorabilia. In other words, mm, uh, and I've told yeah. this story before, but people who give you gifts that have faces and eyeballs on them, and every time you look at them, ooh, that's that Scorpio. He just looked at you. Anything that had an eye, literally a photo, a little statuette of a little child looking up with big eyes, just get rid of it. A little puppy dog statue, get rid of it. If it has eyes on it, it goes away. And you can bury them in salt. You can throw them into the crossroad. You can mash them with a hammer. You can set them on fire. You can give them to the goodwill. But get anything that has eyes on it out of the house. Okay, destroy it if you have to. Um, so those are those are ways that people will, um, they may not have intended to, but every Scorpio is doing magic all the time, whether they say they are or not. So we just know that. 
I mean, they are. Mm-hmm. So that's it, yeah. right? So you have a. Yes. You also will need a root worker, as we said, and you're going to need something, some preparations made for you. And I'm going to tell you that Ali named them off right away. Um, crucible of courage, mm-hmm. and then um, cut and clear. Mm-hmm. And um, you might uh, didn't you say rose of crucifixion? Wasn't that the other one you said? Uh, I said uh, Queen Elizabeth Root something. Oh, Queen Elizabeth Root. I'm sorry. Take back that. Not not Rose Christian. Queen Elizabeth Root. And um, and you can put a fourth one in there. Um, something that that really is for you and not for him. I mean, something to strengthen yourself. Um, actually, Rose Christian wouldn't be bad. Crown of Success would be good. But the idea is, or maybe Master would be good. Something, oh, Calamus. No, no, not Calamus, honey, because that's a, to rule over others. Um, but you want four oils, or you can take three. Crucible of Courage, Cut and Clear, and Queen Elizabeth is a great combination for a woman. And you're going to have a, a an oil blend made for you. It has to be handmade, blended. Or you can buy the bottles and blend it yourself into a paper bottle. And uh, when you get that blend made, uh, you're going to use that to um, do the palms of your hands and the soles of your feet every day until you have broken that tie. These are, and you can smell that when you put that put that on the on the palms of your hands and then rub it on the soles of your feet. And then some people will just take a little bit and put it over their eyebrows, just sort of like if you would take your thumb and finger and just spread over your eyebrows. And some people would draw just one little line where your third eye would be and say, now make me strong, make me strong, and make me um, resist the temptation to fall back into this relationship. And I believe you can do it, but you are going to need someone to help you by making that oil blend for you. It doesn't have to be me. It could be anybody who's good at making oil blends, or you can, like I said, buy it yourself and just blend it yourself. But you also need really someone to talk to you about strengthening yourself and to keep him from coming back. Um, mm-hmm. You you know, it, if you have a religion like Catholicism, hey, you can add St. Michael if you if you don't have a religion like Catholicism, you can just put use protection oil. Keep him from mm-hmm. coming back, okay? Because I have a, a very strong feeling that this person has, um, I guess I could say, literally done a number on you, done a number on you, and they have um, tied you in in a way that you're not easily going to get mm-hmm. loose. And if you have to call somebody and have them pray with you, do that. Coke can do everything I just said, and he does live near you, nearer to you than most anybody else. Anybody want to jump in with any ideas for this uh, lady? I think all of these things sound really, really good um, to do, and I, I agree mostly with the one keeping him from coming back, mm-hmm. and that that is a big Thing that I'm picking up, like I don't, I feel that he's almost like a roach. You think you get rid of him, but you just never quite do. Um, so yeah, so I, I feel, I feel that that is something really, really heavy. And then the other part is to just really help strengthen you in, in your growth and your movement. Um, but all the things that Miss Cat mentioned, I think, are really, really great. Yeah, and maybe you will need a little bit of a mojo bag to stretch your stuff. 
All right. We're going to um, turn this over to... Um, oh, i got to say something else. Kelly Mojo Girl said the female ancestor will be key. She has some very specific ideas. I always take the advice of Kelly Mojo Girl in the chat room. Not a member of our speaking team here, but has been with us for years and is a good reader and very, very psychic. So good advice. Thank you, Kelly Mojo Girl. And I also want to thank everybody who's in the in the um, chat log. I, I notice here I haven't shouted you all out, but uh, Tony I is there and, and Sterling Winter, Sat Moss, Reverend James, Reverend Dr. Sweets, um, Moon Age Daydream, Jimbo, a bunch of guests, and um, Callie Mojo Girl, California Sister, Angela L. we got a full crew tonight, really nice people, and um, thank you all for being with us. All right, let's turn this over to Papa Newt. The LMC Radio Network is a media alliance whose excellent shows include the Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Rootwork Hour with Catherine Ironwood and Conjurman Ollie, Sundays, 3 to 4.30, the Crystal Silence League Hour with John St. Germain, Tuesdays, 5 to 6, Blue Flag Root Radio with Lady Muse, Fridays, 4 to 5, and The Witch, the Priestess, and the Cauldron with Elvira Love and Phoenix Le Fay, Fridays, 6 to 7, all time specific, Add three hours for Eastern, sponsored by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California, and online at luckymojo.com. And now it's time for a free spell segment with Co Meadows of comeadows.com in Auburn, Alabama. Take it away, Co. Okay, so this is a black candle and lime spell. This is a cleansing that you can perform. It's um, part of my family's lineage. Um, the ancestor of mine, Cara de la Pound, she is an Obia woman. And we mentioned how, you know, people do cleansings differently and um, in different regions and different cultures. One of the things that we do in the West Indies is use lines. So here are the supplies you're going to need. You're going to need a knife. You're going to need a lime. You're going to need a planter of salt. You're going to need a black candle, a black freestanding candle. You're going to need thread or jute. You will need a glass of water. And then you get to do your work. So here it goes. You are going to take that thread and run it through your mouth to get DNA, your personal DNA, on the thread, number one. Number two, take the candle, go around your head nine times counterclockwise, and once you've done that, take the candle and run it over your body, moving downward only, downward only, downward motion, okay? Once you have done this, take the line and you're going to take your knife and you're going to cut a cross into it. So now you have a little crossroads. Then you're going to cut a, an X on top of that cross, okay? Now that you have done this, take a pinch of the salt in your left hand and you are going to drop it in the glass of water and say, purify me, purify me, purify me. 
once you have done this, warm up the bottom of the black candle where it begins to melt. Take the jute or thread that you have put in your mouth and press it to the bottom of that candle. Now the thread should be nice and firmly secured to the bottom of the candle. Hold the candle in your left hand with your right hand. Take the thread and wrap the candle away from you, saying, I remove all negative conditions or whatever your prayer is, negative afflictions, bad intentions, this illness, whatever it is, you are removing it. Once you get to the top of that candle, you're going to just wrap the thread around it and secure it by tying three knots. Even if it's still um, some thread, additional thread left over, it's okay. T- tying three knots. And each knot, you say, I declare it. I declare it. So it is done. You are vowing that this is done. Take this candle and place it into the line. Okay? Take now, now the candle has been wrapped. It is now in the lime, and the lime is holding the candle. Sit this on top of your platter. Uh, excuse me. Excuse me. Let me back up. Take the candle. Dip it in the glass of water. Also saying, purify me, purify me. Until you get enough energy raised, then place it in the lime. Once you place it in the lime, sit it on the platter of salt and light it, allow it to burn. Please, 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 and I repeat, please, see you play, don't we? Please make sure that this is in a space that is fireproof. Because as this candle goes down, the thread is going to burn away these conditions, the afflictions, and all the problems, okay? And you don't want the thread to pop off somewhere and catch something on fire. Once all of that is completed, it has burned all the way down, whether you do it in one day, the course of nine days, a week, a month, it is done. Once it's completed, take all the remains to a crossroads in the middle of the crossroads or in a running river away from you. Turn quickly, walk away, do not look back. Once you get home, take a handful of mustard seeds, and throw them outside of your door four times for the four directions, and it is done. That is a cleansing that is passed on in my family that I have passed on to you, which is a tradition of OBI. And that wow. is And actually, you'll be able to find this ritual. I'm going to post it on YouTube where I have done all of this already, and people can watch it verbatim. Wow. All right. And we've put it in the chat log, too. So if you um, uh, access this through the Lucky Mojo Forum, you just read the chat log. It's all here. And we also have it's going to be on YouTube. Now, I'm going to say something about this is a a wonderful thing. I am going to say one thing from a standpoint of experience. Dipping the uh, candle into the water I have found in my experience, don't dip the end of the wick because it will be very hard to light unless you let it dry. Absolutely not. Well, you know, there's newbies Mm -hmm. among us. They walk among Mm -hmm. us. So when I do such a thing, I hold it by the wick and I dip Mm -hmm. it down, but I pull it back up without getting the wick wet. Just saying. That was the only thing, my only comment because it's a beautiful spell. And Mm -hmm. if you did not understand what he means by cutting that cross and then an X – it's really going to make, when you put that candle down, it'll jam into that, see? Absolutely. It'll hold mm-hmm. it. So that's, 
Yeah, it'll hold the candle. And what a great way of doing cleansing that, you know, that goes beyond just thinking about baths. I mean, I remember limes were very popular for a while, and you don't see them anymore, unfortunately. And candle yeah. cleansing, you don't see them anymore, but they're fantastic ways of cleansing. It's a beautiful, beautiful cleansing. Very, yeah. very old-fashioned, very traditional work. And, co. we always can count on you for this really intense work. Now, what he said, and, and don't forget it, it's not just a mechanical lighting of a candle and all that. Those things, I declare it so. That's part of this work. It is the statement of your intention. It is your prayer. And um, this is so important when we do this work. Oh, I love having you with us. Um, I you, love you just, here. <laughs> well, we, we just get along real well, and I love it. Um, again, one more time, um, the, con- the, excuse me, the Hoodoo Queen Conjure Fet is going to be, the date is March 9th and 10th. In Mobile, yes, ma'am, Alabama. in Mobile, Alabama. Okay, Mobile, Alabama. Look him up. Uh, we, we posted the link previously. Look him up online. Be his friend on Facebook. Follow him on Facebook and get all the goodness of Comedis. If you can't find him that way fast, go to AIR. He's a member of AIR, readersandrootworkers.org. You're going to love it, and if you live in the South, you're going to want to go to that event. All right, which reminds me, I should also mention that we have an upcoming event, too, next year, which will be May 11th and 12th. That's the Hoodoo Heritage Festival in Forestville, California. So between one and the other of us, you're going to catch us somehow, and you're going to learn a lot. All right, I'm going to turn this over to Papa Newt. He's going to read our closing announcement, and after he's done, we're all going to come back and say goodbye in our each several and separate ways. Take it away, Papa Newt. Thank you, Miss Cat and Contraman Ali, and thank you, Comedos of Comedos.com in Auburn, Alabama, for being our guest this week. We do invite you to join us next week when I, Papa Newt, will be stepping out of the uh, Nasser's booth to join you at the discussion table. You can find me at PapaNewt.com in Omaha, Nebraska, and we'll have a wonderful topic, so stay tuned. Once again, we come to an end of another Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Brew Work Hour brought to you by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California. You can find Miss Cat via the Lucky Mojo form at form.luckymojo.com and Contraman Ali at the Contraband.com in Mission Viejo, California. I'm Papa Newt, and I will be here next week. And the Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Rework Hour can be heard every week live on Black Talk, Blog Talk Radio at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern Time. And the shows are available and archived by luckymojo.com slash radioshow.html. For all of us at Lucky Mojo, I'd like to say thank you for being here and invite you to join in, uh, tune in once again next week at the same time when you'll hear the familiar strength of Memphis Jackman playing the Jackman Ball. Thanks, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Good night. Bye-bye. Good night, Bye. <laughs> Love you all. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.